Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The O Show podcast is powered by Pinecast. It's also brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out. The O Show podcast is also brought to you by TickPick. No hidden fees and online marketplace for events. Tickets based in New York City that allows users to bid on tickets. Go to TickPick to get your tickets now. Welcome back to the O Show podcast presented by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out. I am your host, Jack O'Hara, with this week's Yankees series recap. This one against the Houston Astros at Minute Maid Park this past week in Houston, Texas. I will say this, it was not good. It was not what you want, as Joe Girardi always said. The Yankees get swept in Houston by the Houston Astros and they easily could have won it two out of three. I mean, tonight it got away from them. Tonight, uh, they went down early. I believe they went down. Uh, they, start, they started out great. Guardy invites everybody to the Guardy party. Goes deep. Leads off the game with a solo homer, his second of the year. And then just like that in the bottom of the first, Altuve hits one to the wall. Uh, is ruled um, not a home run at first. After a review on the field, though, it was ruled a home run. It hit off the uh, top of the left field wall there in Houston, above the yellow line, originally called a double, uh, but then again, home run is fourth of the year. Would hit another one later in the game, got well over the yellow line, hit off the train tracks, his uh, second home run of the game, fifth overall. Correa hit a two-run home run as well. as a 4-2 lead in the sixth inning for the Astros. They broke it wide open. It was... 7-2, end up winning the game 8-6. Luke Voigt uh, ends up hitting a two-run home run in the eighth inning after Gardner's in the first, so he hits his fourth of the year. So at least there's that. They they picked up the offense a bit in game three. Game one, they led 3-1 to one going into the bottom of the seventh inning. Zach Britton gave up three earned runs in the seventh and eighth innings to lose that game 4-3. to three. That's a tough loss right there, but you figure you come back, you win the next one, and who knows what happens in Game 3 with Paxton on the mound. Uh, Yankees again in Game 2, right in it to the very end. 3-3 game, bottom of the 8th inning. And once again, the bullpen blows it. The bullpen 
was the deciding factor for the Yankees in this one. Of course, tonight, James Paxton only going four innings, throwing 95 pitches. He can't have that. Uh, Paxton did not look great. Uh, you could say it was very windy tonight in Houston for game three. Uh, they had the retractable roof, uh, the retractable roof that might be, is uh, it was open tonight and Paxton, you could say the wind affected some of his off-speed pitches, but you really can't use that as an excuse. And I'm sure James Paxton did not use that as an excuse, but uh, you can't expect the bullpen to shed five innings every night that, like they had in this series. But James Paxton picking up his second loss of the season. So first start ever as a Yankee at home picked up the loss, but threw a gem. Six and a third innings pitch and only gave up one earned run. Just didn't get any support from his offense. Second start got support from his offense and he needed it because he gave up three big runs against the Orioles in that first inning. Again, didn't make it out of the fifth inning alive. And in this inning came back out for the fifth. And uh, just didn't have it tonight. 95 pitches in four innings total. Walked one batter in the fifth. Gave up, what was it? Three runs? I mean, it's not bad. Houston put up their big inning in the fifth inning. They scored four runs. Altuve with a solo shot. And, of course, Correa with a two-run blast. Uh, but not what you expect from a guy that you traded your top prospect for, Justice just Sheffield. Still early on in the season, first three starts, but James Paxton has some work to do to win over that crowd again after those two bad starts. So tonight got away from him. Astros won that ball game, no doubt. Yankees made a late comeback, but it was too late nonetheless. Games one and two in this series, Yankees could have won and they should have won. Uh, especially game two against Garrett Cole. Uh, you get the bats going right away. Luke Voigt sends one over the center field wall for a jack, one nothing. Uh, Yankees give it back to Yuli Curiel with a sack fly in the bottom of the second inning. So it's tied up again. Altuve hit the ball hard all week long against the Yankees. Homered in that game, too. It was his third of the year in the bottom of the third inning on Tuesday night. Uh, then, of course, in the top of the sixth inning, Gary Sanchez with a huge double with runners on the corners with two strikes, rifling it down the left field line. Nice little bat flip like you always see from Gary. Always pimping it. Uh, like a G, but like short, it was like a sharp line drive down the left field line. Tony Kemp uh, obviously did not see that wicked hop coming off the Crawford boxes, took a wild bounce and uh, skipped into left center field, allowing both Brett Gardner and Luke Voigt to score Voigt, chugging it all the way from first base to give the Yankees a 3-2 lead in that sixth inning. And then, of course, like we've said, the bullpen gave it up in the bottom of the seventh inning. Jonathan Holder giving up an RBI double to Michael Brantley that uh, scored Alex Bregman. Um, it was a changeup around like 86 miles an hour right over the heart of the plate. Line drive over Aaron Judge's head. Nothing you can do about that. And of course, bottom of the eighth inning, 3-3 game. Yankees couldn't get the offense going late, but it was Chad Green who served up the hit of the night. It was George Springer with the bases loaded. Uh, nobody out, double down the left field line. Clint Frazier played it beautifully down the line, only allowed two runs to score. It was Guriel and Robinson Chirenos. Tony Kemp was left on third base, but that's two runs right there. And then Altuve with the bases loaded and one out, picks up a sack fly to double the lead, 6-3. Houston goes on to win, 6-3. Ozuna comes in, picks up his fourth save like he did on Monday. The Yankees easily could have won that game if it's not for... Uh, the bullpen late in the game. Jonathan Holder's got to hold it down. Hold down the fort. Get to your big guys like Green and 
Ottavino, and then Chapman in the ninth. You win that ball game. Uh, of course, Garrett Cole, tough pitcher. Uh, Rondon ends up picking up his first win with the Astros. Chad Green's now 0-2 on the season. But uh, Cole pitched well. The Yankees got to him when they needed to, but he pitched very well. Uh, that two-run double by Sanchez in the sixth. Uh, it was a 90-mile-an-hour slider. So it was a 2-1 pitch, a 90-mile-an-hour slider. That's, that's a wicked pitch from Garrett Cole. And Gary Sanchez rifles it down the left field line. Scores two, like we said, and the offense wasn't able to do anything uh, after that. So the Yankees could have used some insurance runs, and you damn well could have used them because ultimately ends up costing them the game holder and Green unable to keep the lead intact. And then, of course, game one. Game one was the Yankees game. The bullpen just flat out blew. It was You really can't blame anybody else. Or Yankees off to a hot start. Uh, against Justin Verlander, of all people. So Tanaka versus Verlander, and Masahiro Tanaka was brilliant all night long. Tanaka is looking like a true ace in his first three starts of the season. Six innings pitched, only allowed three hits, one earned one, one earned run, uh, three strikeouts, walked two. Did give up one home run to Altuve. Who else? And uh, so far through three starts, he has a one four seven ERA, which is outstanding and that start was wasted because Zach Britton couldn't pull it together in the late innings but just to recap that game briefly top of the third inning Luke Voigt um, with the bases loaded singles into right field uh, gave the Yankees a one nothing lead and there was one out in the inning Justin Verlander like the ace that he is got out of it the Yankees could have done a lot more damage in that inning with the heart of their order due up uh, but unable to get anything across with Gary Sanchez and Glaber Torres. And then in the bottom of the fourth, like I just mentioned, Altuve skyrocketed one onto the train tracks against Tanaka, and he was very, very careful after that. And that, that'll make you careful by giving up a 450-foot home run to a guy who won MVP two years ago. And then the runner-up for uh, 2017 AL MVP, Aaron Judge, says, you know what, I'm going to take Verlander the other way. And when Aaron Judge wants a jack, he gets it. No questions asked. Third home run of the year. Line drive over the right field wall. Just flicked it out of Minute Maid Park, making it look very easy. That gave the Yankees a 2-1 to lead in the top half of the fifth inning. And then top of the sixth inning, this may have been the at-bat of the series as far as uh, quality at-bat goes for the Yankees. Clint Frazier... Uh, battled uh, a pretty nice at-bat against Justin Verlander. So just to take you through the pitch sequence, it ended up being a uh, RBI single high off the left field wall and into the Crawford boxes out there in left field. Just missed his third home run, or excuse me, his fourth home run of the season. Had a huge weekend in Baltimore. Just missed his fourth home run of the year for Clint Frazier. First pitch um, was a ball. Just outside, 96 miles an hour by Verlander. So Verlander trying to get ahead, just misses just a bit outside. Uh, Pitch number two comes back with the 96-mile-an-hour heater, four-seamer, called strike right over the heart of the plate. So Frazier's seen two fastballs, and uh, what do you know? He comes right back with the fastball, 95-mile-an-hour four-seam on this one, just a bit high. Frazier ahead two and one, and then uh, goes with the changeup on the 2-1 pitch, trying to Fool Clint Frazier, try to catch him off guard, swing early 
uh, but it misses just low. A great take by Frazier. The count moved to 3-1. and one. And then, of course, 3-1 pitch fastball right over the heart of the plate. Verlander coming right at Clint Frazier. 95-mile-an-hour four-seam fastball. And Frazier, again, almost deposited it for a two-run jack for his fourth of the year. That would have given the Yankees a 4-1 to one lead in the sixth inning. And it would have been an entire different ball game if that ball just had a few extra inches on it. Because... Zach Britton, like I said, peed his pants and blew the game in the bottom of the seventh. Robinson uh, Chirinos picked up a huge double to tie up the ball game. Uh, that scored Yuli Goriel and Tyler White, so it was a two-run double. And then the bottom of the eighth, Correa singled soft ground ball. There's really nothing the defense could do about this. Just perfectly placed by Correa um, on the left side. Greg Bird, nothing he could do. Bregman scored. Uh, that loaded the bases in the inning. Yankees were able to get out of it, but then again, Robert Osuna, or Osuna, excuse me, got out of of the ninth inning unscathed. One, two, three. Astros win that four, three. Just a frustrating series for the Yankees after coming off an awesome sweep in Baltimore. Everything was clicking. Home run derbies every night. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just looked finally like, okay, so we can put those first two series behind us, no big deal, to once again getting swept by the Astros. And the Yankees played well in Houston a year ago, taking three out of four um, in May against the Houston Astros. They lost the first game of that series, came back to win the next three. Gary Sanchez, remember when he made Ken Giles punch himself in the face? Who could forget that with that huge three-run home run? In the ninth inning, Yankees going to win that game 4-1. to one. And then, of course, Glaber Torres making his presence felt with a huge two-run single in the ninth inning in the final game of that series. Yankees going to win the final game of that series, uh, I believe, 7-6 to six or 8-7, to seven, something like that. Something crazy. It was a well-played series by both clubs. Yankees inching out the Astros 3 out of 4. But the Astros, for the first time in their history, sweep the New York Yankees uh, at home. Ottavino picked up the loss in that Monday game. We saw Britton and uh, Chad Green in game two. And then, of course, tonight uh, the loser goes to James Paxton because he just didn't have it tonight. So he's 1-2. and two. Ottavino's 1-1. One one. Chad Green 0-2. Oh Yankees got to get going. They're 5-7. and seven. I get the Boston Red Sox are just as bad. They're 3-9 and nine to start their season. The Yankees got to get going. The Tampa Bay Rays are 9-3. and three. It's, Again, 12 games into the season, no big deal. But the Yankees are not looking like the Yankees. They should have won this series against a tough Astros team who they haven't been playing that well. They're 8-5. and five. Went, They were 5-5 five and five coming into the series. And, uh, of course, you're always going to look at the Orioles and Tigers series at home to start the year losing both two out of three. Uh, you take all three in Baltimore – to take the first three Orioles home games, swipe the life out of O's fans in Birdland. Amazing series. But to come back and lose three straight to the Astros and give all those games right back is just decimating as a Yankee fan. It makes you wonder what's going on with the club right now. Again, they've mentioned it a few times this year. Yankees with high expectations. World Series expectations. Last year, this year, the year next, the year after that. This is the time. They got the roster, they got the talent, they got the pitching. They could do better with pitching, but they have pitching nonetheless. Luis Severino out six weeks now, or he's going to be shut down for six weeks, won't do any baseball activities for six weeks. He probably won't be back until after the All-Star break. 
if we're being realistic. Um, we saw in 1998, Yankees start 1-4. Joe Torre has a huge team meeting on the West Coast trip. They turn it around. They become the greatest team who ever lived. Aaron Boone needs to do something to fire up the, this Yankee club because they are not playing like the New York Yankees. They need to step on their opponents' throats and not let up. 5-7 and seven in the first 12 games was kind of unexpected. These games should have been won. They should have swept the Orioles, at least take two out of three from the Tigers, sweep the Orioles and Camden Yards like they did, and like I've said in this series, should have won two out of three. They end up getting swept. And again, tonight's game was the Astros just hit the ball. They hit the crap out of the ball. Uh, Altuve and Correa sending three home runs over the Crawford boxes onto the train tracks almost. 8-6 win. Yankees tried to make the late comeback with four runs in the eighth inning. Luke Voigt again with two home runs in the series. It was a big week for him. Uh, he hit one in Baltimore as well. So hopefully he, he's getting his bat hot. Because the Yankees need it right now, and uh, they're going home to play a really bad White Sox team, and then they got two against the Boston Red Sox for the first time in 2019. So it's a big week ahead, and again, I'm going to give out free tickets on this show. you got to tune into the show to listen, and it's going to be the same exact question. Yankees, Red Sox, um, two free tickets via TickPick, TickPick Marketplace based in New York City giving away... Uh, tickets with no hidden fees. So when they say it's going to be $22, it is $22 freaking dollars. No service fee. Not It's not going to be uh, $22 and then you get your fee and it's $22.17. No, we don't do that here. It is $22 straight up. Take it or leave it. Here's the question. Who is the last Yankee Last Yankee and Red Sox to win a World Series in a Yankee and Red Sox uniform. So the last player to win a World Series with both the Yankees and the Red Sox. DM us on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you need to uh, get a hold of us. Got to tune into the show to win two free tickets, Yankees, Red Sox, this upcoming week in the Bronx, in the Boogie Down who, I don't know who's going to be towing that slab, as David Cohn says. It's going to be a fun week. Tanaka maybe gets the ball. James Paxton first go around against the Bo Sox. Who knows? It's going to be exciting. And uh, ironically, they are the two worst teams in the AL East right now. The Orioles, Blue Jays, and Rays all have better records than the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. So with that being said, before we get into these upcoming series against the White Sox and Bo Sox, we're going to bring back... A little segment we like to call Story Time here on the O Show Podcast. Story time, story time, story time. You want to hear a good story? I think I've actually uh, told this story on this podcast when I had um, WFAN Radio's Taylor Ringgold on the show back in February right after the Super Bowl. 
But for those of you who have missed it, it's a Yankee story, of course. Mother's Day last year. So Mother's Day was like May, May 10th, May 11th, May 13th. I really don't know. May, Mother's Day, 2018, Chase Field, Washington Nationals at the Arizona Diamondbacks, Sunday night baseball. So, of course, the Sunday night ESPN crew's on the call. You had Matt Vaskersian with uh, Alex Rodriguez and Jessica Mendoza. And uh, I worked in ticket sales and security for the Arizona Diamondbacks a year ago. So I'm waiting outside in the ticket office. They go tell me, hey, Jack, go guard um, the uh, ESPN Sunday Night Baseball production truck where they're doing the production on the game. So my job basically after the game ends, just hold the door for Rodriguez, Vaskersian, and Mendoza. Make sure they get in safely and no fans give them a tough time. So I'm like, all right, that'll be cool. Um, so I'm guarding the door. I'm waiting for them to come out and really nobody's out there. Like it's like the back of the stadium. I'm literally just talking to myself because there's nobody there. It, it's empty. Nobody's making a sound. You could hear the crickets. Uh, they come out Mendoza, no, Jessica Mendoza. Very nice. Said hi. Uh, Vaskersian walks in, A-Rod walks in. Um, they get, uh, undressed out of their suits, whatever. Uh, I'm done. I close the door, uh, hand my boss the keys. Uh, my shift's done. So uh, first thing I think, I really have to pee. So I go to the bathroom. There's a porta potty right outside the production truck, the ESPN production truck. And uh, I go in, start peeing. And it's always like the worst feeling in the world for all of those people listening when you're in the bathroom and someone just walks in on you. Like, they don't even knock. Like, it's common courtesy to knock. Some people feel like it's common courtesy to lock the door. I feel like it's common courtesy to knock on the door to make sure nobody's in there first before you just barge in. So regardless, I didn't lock the porta potty door, and uh, someone walks in, and of course I'm just like, oh, someone's in here, you know, like your voice changes, and it's just very awkward. I'm either having a drink or I have to pee. But uh, the guy closes the door, and I'm like, holy shit, that was Alex Rodriguez. So A-Rod basically, uh, I mean, if he was looking closely, uh, saw my shaft, which honestly, out of all the guys that I'd want to see that, A-Rod, I'm okay with it. But A-Rod walks in on me in the bathroom. I'm all embarrassed. I'm like, oh my God, that was A-Rod. What am I going to say to him? Uh, so I get out of the bathroom about a minute later because I had to think things over. I'm like, oh, Mr. Rodriguez, so sorry about that. He just slaps me on the chest like as hard as he could. And it was just like, hey, at least it wasn't Jennifer. And uh, yeah, that would have been bad. Honestly, at the same time, wouldn't have minded. That was this edition of Storytime on the O Show Podcast. <laughs> So let's get into this weekend series because the Yankees, again, are going to have to rebound and rebound quick. They're pl- fan- Ew, Wow. Still still shocked that A-Rod walked in on me in the bathroom. Sorry, guys. But Yankees, a big series for them this weekend, and it shouldn't be because they should have no problem sweeping up the dust that is the Chicago White Sox.
They've got an off day. They got a week or a day to recuperate, get back to the stadium, long flight from Texas. Uh, but they got to take out the garbage. I mean, the White Sox are three and eight to start their season. Um, I don't even know who's throwing Friday. I guess the Yankees haven't even announced a starter for Friday. Uh, you had Tanaka, Paxton, and Herman. Well, Herman started Sunday, so you had Tanaka, uh, Loisica, and uh, Paxton. So tomorrow's going to be Jay Hat, or on Friday on the 12th, it's going to be Lucas Giolito, who comes into this year with a 5-7-3 RA, 1-1 one one for the Sox against Jay Hat who's been kind of uh, underwhelming so far this season for the Yankees. Had a bad start against the Orioles. Had an equally as bad start against the Orioles uh, last weekend in Camden Yards. So he's got to get things going because he was so brilliant for the Yankees last year. Relied on was basically the ace in the second half when Severino just didn't have stuff. And then, of course, Saturday we got a former Yankee in the house, Ivan Nova. Uh, remember him, he, he gave up a lot of home runs, him and Phil Hughes, as that four and five murderers road duo, against the returning for his final season, big Captain Crunch himself, Captain Crunch Sabathia, CC Sabathia, back in the house, back on the mound, towing that slab in the Bronx, first start of the season, made a start for the uh, Tarpoons in Tampa Bay last week, Feels ready to go. So he's off the DL. It's going to be him and Nova on Saturday. It'll be interesting to see how he pitches. Had a great year last year. Coming off a five-game suspension to start this year before going back on the IL for um, for that hit batter last year in Tampa Bay when uh, he defended... Uh, I forget who, was, who got hit for the Yankees, but basically CeCe Zabathia defending his teammate, hits a raised batter, gets thrown out of the game, and doesn't pick up, uh, he needed like three outs away to pick up his $500,000 incentive that was owed by the Yankees in his contract and basically gave up 500 Gs because he's a good teammate. And the Yankees saw that and ended up giving him the cash anyways. So there you have it, Cece Sabathia, both a rich man and a good teammate. Probably one of the biggest leaders in that clubhouse alongside Gardner and Judge. And then Sunday, you got Rendon, or Rendon for the Sox, going up against Domingo Herman. And, uh, well, you'd only assume Domingo Herman. You're not going to go with an opener now that CeCe's back. So it's going to be Herman against Rendon. Herman's been awesome in his first two starts. So Herman, first start against the Tigers, went six innings, only allowed one run. His second start goes into the eighth inning. Did not give up a run against the Orioles on Sunday. Brilliant. Yankees couldn't have asked for a better two outings from Domingo on a Sunday, Herman, because honestly, he did not pitch well last year. He had a great first start, no hit the uh, Cleveland Indians in six innings of work. Uh, but after that, he was hit pretty hard, like really hard. Like, wake up and smell the coffee, kid. He, he was pummeled by the Texas Rangers in his next start last May in Arlington, Texas. At Globe Life Park, I think he only threw four innings, gave up seven or eight runs, and a loss to the Rangers. And throughout the season, he was pretty—he was hit hard. He was up and down after a while, going back between Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, and the Bronx. So, the way Herman's been pitching, and the way you expect CC to pitch, you really don't know what you're getting from him. You expect Hap to be 
better than what he's been. Yankees should win Friday. They should win Sunday. Saturday's up in the air. You don't know what you're getting from CeCe. Ivan Nova, you know you could hit Ivan Nova. I mean, they hit him when he was with the Yankees. Yankees can hit him now that he's against them, especially with the short porch and right in Yankee Stadium. Yankees bats got to wake up like they did in Baltimore. They've been hitting the ball out of the ballpark like crazy. The bar has been open all week long. Yankees taking advantage of that bar. And then it's the showdown that we all waited for. It's the Yankees. It's the Red Sox. Remember, tick pick giveaway. Whoever can answer this question gets two free tickets to Yankees Red Sox this week in the boogie down. So it's who was the last player to win a World Series with both the Yankees and the Red Sox? Who was the last player to win a World Series with both the Yankees and the Red Sox? Answer me that. DM me on Twitter and you'll get two free tickets. Yankees Red Sox. It's that simple. Plain and simple. So those two games, it's a two game set at home. Yankees and the Red Sox, like I just mentioned, two worst teams right now in the AL East. Sox 3-9, Yankees 5-7. and seven. Time will tell who's going to be pitching in those games. So it's going to be April 16th and 17th. As both teams look to get off the schneid. Poor starts in April. Chris Sale's been rocked. I mean, you saw it on opening day, gave up four or five home runs. Red Sox pitching, starting pitching, has just been rocked all year long. And the Yankees, I could see them splitting that series before taking on the Kansas City Royals, who if they don't sweep the Kansas City Royals, you know what happens, Yankees, Aaron Boone, Aaron Judge, when you don't sweep the Kansas City Royals on your home turf, the Kansas City Royals, who were dead last in the AL Central, the abysmal AL Central last year, they're 2-9 this year. You know what's going to happen if you don't sweep the Kansas City Royals? You just made the list! Three games at home against the worst team in baseball. You better win those games. So a big home stand for the Yankees against two mediocre teams, and you got the defending world champs for two. Should be a good homestand. They should bounce back. Aaron Boone's got to fire him up. We'll see what happens. But to end this show, everybody's favorite segment here on the O Show Podcast, the O-Down Throwdown, right after this. Brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out. The Osho Podcast is also brought to you by TickPick. No hidden fees, an online marketplace for events. Tickets based in New York City that allows users to bid on tickets. Go to TickPick to get your tickets now. All right, so here's this week's O-Down Throwdown presented by Belly Up Sports. Uh, we're being bold and standing out with this segment. So this O-Down Throwdown We'll poke fun at the Yankees series in Houston, as well as my uh, segment on story time today with Alex Rodriguez and a porta potty. So here we go. The Yankees went to Houston, coming off a sweep. Though that when they left Texas tonight, all they did was weep. Altuve hit them all over the yard. He didn't miss a beat. When he took Tanaka for a ride that landed at 400 feet, it was a fucking blast. Despite being swept in Houston, the bar was open for Jack. 
void Judge Gordy all on the attack. Though Jose and Carlos said that we can do that too, at the end of the day, it's our bar, we'll take all the booze. On Mother's Day, I really had to pee. I went to the porta potty, and that's when A Rod embarrassed me. When I thought of something clever to say, I tried to act like a halo. He said, That's alright, kid, at least it wasn't JLo. And that was that edition of the O Show, or the O Down Showdown, here on the O Show Podcast, episode 59 Yankees Astro Series Recap. Catch all episodes on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, wherever the hell you guys get your podcasts. You do you. I am Jack O'Hara. You are not. This is the O Show Podcast. Hit it, Hootie. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.